Cheers. Hello, hello. Welcome to the weirding hour. We're weird. You're weird. We all scream for ice weird. We ice make weird, weird stuff. I love ice weird. <laughs> uh, we we make weird stuff. We talk about weird stuff. You listen. Thank you for listening. Why do you listen? Thank because you. Because they love us. I am Nina. I'm Rhea. <laughs> I should have gone last. I... I'm sure. <laughs> oh, and I'm Bothwell. Nina, possibly Rhea, and Bothwell here with you today. Hello. How are you? Put up your feet. Relax. You deserve it. Are you okay? Oh, we've so we've been worried. Not yeah. if you're driving. Keep oh. your feet down. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> Just shove those feet up on the dashboard and fuck everything. <laughs> please don't fuck everything. Could that be another one of our merch ideas? <laughs> <laughs> um, what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about Old Wives Tales, which is submitted by one of our listeners. This might be the first topic we're doing that is a listener submitted option. It was really hard. It was really hard. <laughs> it may be the last. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for your suggestions, guys. But also don't. Oh. <laughs> Uh, actually, no, just two. them. Everything's fine. We loved it. It was great. We love you. <laughs> yeah, please, please tell keep us. sending them in. <laughs> but also, the format of this might be slightly different. I mean, mm. old wives' tales—they're quite short. So, I've yeah, gone I've cheated three. enormously, guys. You'll oh. see. You'll oh. see. I it's mean, also—it's not like I never cheat either. Yeah, yeah. Brazilian Mexican mysteries. Guys, can we talk about our craft this week? Because I'm already having enormous dilemmas. <laughs> okay. Yes, we're doing quilling. <laughs> yeah. Which, for those of you who don't know, and may have guessed the fact that I didn't know, based on my last comment in the podcast last week, which was, can I use a fountain pen? Um, <laughs> quilling is, in fact, nothing to do like with a quill. It's getting tiny bits of paper and kind of rolling them and then... Uh, unrolling them a bit and letting them form a pattern and making a picture out of it and yeah. I did not Put have their side yeah on their side and I did not have colored paper so I had to spend quite a bit of time felt tip penning <laughs> some paper Amazing. and now all my squigglies are very weird shapes I can't really get any uniform shapes going on here how long did you spend coloring your paper um it's about an hour and a half <laughs> no that's okay. I didn't need lunch today. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> so if Bothwell's sounding a bit delirious, she probably hasn't eaten since 9am. <laughs> I don't go delirious. I get really cross if I don't get fed. Okay, if Bothwell starts shouting at us. That's probably why I do anything wrong. our lovely listeners who send us ideas. And I was just like, fuck your ideas. <laughs> get me a biscuit. Um <laughs> And I didn't mean it. I really liked that they wrote in and gave us ideas of things to do. Yeah. Especially yes. when they gave us the idea of quilling. Thank you. So yeah. my quilling, I don't have card or coloured paper. So I've just, I'm using my origami paper, which is only coloured on one side. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be good. I've just made a sea of swirls. I've just been sat here for the last hour just curling paper. Do you do it with your scissors, yeah? Uh, 
like you do you, you run something no, along i've been i've been just making tight swirls and i'll make them oh. looser if i need to okay this may take a while yeah <laughs> i have not pre-swirled any swirls <laughs> also how do you stick it down uh with glue <laughs> glue <laughs> right and, and conviction <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. With Thank glue you. and a strong will, Nina. That's how you do it. <laughs> Brilliant. Cheers. It's all right. I'm here to help. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Who's? Okay. Oh, it's you, Nina. It's me. It's me. I'm first. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start so Rhea can stop bullying me. Uh, for... what? <laughs> she won't stop. But yeah, I see. Oh, I'm always so nice. That's what everyone says. They're like, you know that Rhea? She's just so fucking nice she's renowned for, for her niceness <laughs> this this that's funny to us but for listeners who haven't met you they won't understand that that was heavy oh, sarcasm yeah. sorry guys yeah Rhea's <gasps> awful Rhea is the worst <laughs> oh, also I've we've had a request for more shade on the on the podcast so, yeah, so basically oh, cool. make me cry and also Nina just be mean to me like that's that's it <laughs> It's just, oh, is that really a mystery? Is it? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> oh, I'm such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but was it though, really? Uh, listen, it's questionable. It, it was, it was mysterious <laughs> in many ways. If you, if you want to know the shade that we're talking about, listen to Mexican Mysteries episode. So, I don't know what number it was. Yeah. Episode, the episode before this episode. Yeah, it just it's titled no. Mexican Mystery, so go for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Conveniently. Yeah, right. if you're confused, just like Mexican Mysteries. <laughs> right, okay, I'm starting. Me, Old Wives okay. Tales. Please. So we were asked to do Old Wives Tales kind of with dark origins or the origins of Old Wives Tales. Didn't do that, sorry. <laughs> I've done so I've got some I've got three old wives tales and it's really hard to find the origins of old wives tales um they're, By their very nature I think. yeah they're yeah. they're kind of folklore and no one really knows where a lot of them came from but I have found three that sort of have an a potential origins and I'm sure you've probably heard of them all <laughs> Just thinking about it, if if we did know the origins of old wives' tales, they wouldn't. Would they be old wives' tales? It would just be like, oh yeah, that's that's Jillian's tale. She's just <laughs> so science. That's, yeah. Well, that's Judith's tale. She she told it to us last week. Yeah. Right. So first one is Herod the dog. Ooh. Herod the dog. Surely. So I'm imagining because sorry, just just I I know I'm interrupting of such a massive dickhead, but I was talking <laughs> to Will about Herod the dog. And and he was all like, oh, yeah, that's an old wives tale. And I was like, is it, though? Because can you imagine your grandma going, here, get a hair of the dog in you after you're going out on the Raz last night? Like, I don't. Anyway, yeah. Maybe Sorry. my grandma. OK. There's, uh, I did read somewhere that. No, I'm not going to go into the origins of old wives tales because I'm sure because that's what someone actually asked for. So I'm not going to do it. <laughs> OK. <laughs> Anyway, so hair of the dog, we know what it is, right? So yeah. it's if you're hungover, 
from the night before, then the next day you have a drink and it should ease your hangover. And I found out it is not true. Oh, what? <gasps> what? Why have I been drinking I so much beer the next day then? Blowing your mind. Um, it just postpones your hangover for later in the day. Yeah, that does track. Yeah, which, I mean, you could honestly, I think everyone just knows that. Yeah. 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 So, the the origin, though, according to Oxford Dictionaries, is that uh, the belief was said to be rooted in the idea that if you were bitten by a rabid dog, your rabies would be cured if you consumed a potion that had some of the hair from the animal that bit you. So not just yeah. a dog, but the one that bit you. Um, or if you place some of that fur in your wound. Yeah. Uh, so it's not true for hangovers. It's also not true for rabies. That doesn't <laughs> yeah, I was going to yeah. say, it doesn't, rabies is still... Can't cure rabies, can you? No. You can put someone in a coma um, and hope that their body can fight it off with their immune system, I think. But it it you you it scrambles your brain. Oh gosh! Yeah, rabies is tough. And I I think that was one person they did that to, and yeah. it was like they didn't die, but it wasn't a great outcome, so it wasn't super successful. Yeah, you need to be vaccinated, and even with a vaccination, you still need like hella treatment. Yeah, mm-hmm. shitloads of shitloads of treatment. Um, but that rabies story is actually really interesting. We should do maybe Ooh. I'll do it if we do diseases again. Diseases, diseases. So <laughs> number two is carrots help you see in the dark slash improve your eyesight. Is that is it true? Um. Kind of. Oh, uh, have you got? I'm. I'm sure you must know the origin of this. Yeah, I don't like think I do. Famous. Obviously, Rhea does because she's a museum, I'm not she's a museum. museum. <laughs> I'm a person. Why are you always such a museum for Rhea? <laughs> <laughs> um. So carrots are good for your eye health because they have a large dose of vitamin A in them. And in 1998, a study by John Hopkins, I believe it's a university. Yes. Um, they found that supplemental pills could reverse poor vision among people who had a vitamin A deficiency, but they won't improve your eyesight generally. So oh, okay. it's it kind of true, but it also not. But the origin of it is actually quite interesting. So... Um, the how they could help you see in the dark myth became very popular because it was actually British propaganda during World War Two. So um, during the Blitzkrieg, the Luftwaffe often struck under the cover of darkness. But to make it more difficult for the German planes, um, the British government issued citywide blackouts. But there was actually some new radar technology that the RF had and they could pinpoint enemy bombers before they reached the English Channel. But they wanted they needed to figure out how to keep it a secret so that the Germans couldn't figure out how they were doing this. So it was they started releasing all this propaganda um, and the Ministry of Defence told newspapers that the reason the pilots were so successful was because they ate an excess of carrots. And they put adverts everywhere with slogans like carrots keep you healthy and help you see in the blackout. <laughs> Catchy. Yeah. yeah. 
Gotta love those Dr. Carrot posters. Yeah. yeah. And there's like, it's like Dr. Carrot and Mr. Potato because it's, yeah. it's also, it was linked in with trying to persuade the British public to grow their own vegetables because there were food shortages yeah. and eat more veg. Um, and we don't really know if the Germans bought it or not. Probably it's not. Kind of hard to prove, but yeah. the British public now believe that eating carrots help you see in the dark. So it worked on someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. It's a cool story. I did. I knew it before looking it up. I thought you guys. I mean, obviously, I hadn't really heard the. It. I hadn't heard the World War stuff. That was it. That's a cool story. Um, so yeah. my last one is one I haven't heard of, but I think it's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> Cats have a natural urge to smother babies. Ooh. What? <laughs> no, you know what? Again, that tracks. They are kind of like they're brilliant, but also dickheads, aren't they, cats? I have mean, they do want to sit thing? on my head. Are you a baby? Maybe. Do they want to sit on your mouth? It's a very personal question. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, going straight there. Um, yeah. So it's also, or the other way of saying it is, cats suck babies' breath, which I've never heard of either. Have you heard yeah, of that's this? like a really terrible '90s insult. Your cat sucks baby breath. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is that. Um, it is. It is a a standard. It's more American, I think, is rather it? than than UK. And it was in. Um, like an ensemble like horror movie of like a collection of Stephen King's short stories that had been uh it had Drew Barrymore in it so the cat in the horror story does the cat suck the baby's breath out of its mouth and uh so the parents think it's trying to but actually there's a tiny little gnome that's like (laughs) trying to fucking kill her why didn't they make that into a feature film I don't know but uh the cat stops it and then the family like realise that the cat's not that bad after all. But then, <gasps> but then, then what? It goes and sits on her chest and looks like it's going to suck out her breath, and then it cuts away. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. Anyway, so- spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're so good at spoiler tags. Uh, anyway, nobody knows what movie that is. I was going to say, how old is that? Or anything. Spoilers from 1992, that film you never heard of and probably will never see. Yeah, yeah. It sounds great, though. Yeah, I would watch. It was pretty good. So, um, yeah, this old wives' tale encourages parents to keep cats away from babies because of an idea that cats want to suck the breath out of infants and kill them. Unsurprisingly, this is not true. What? I know, blowing minds today. So the idea may have roots in a 300-year-old case in which a child was supposedly found dead because of cat-related strangulation. What? Mm. (laughs) Um, That's the funny bit. The sad bit is it's more likely the child died from sudden infant infant death syndrome Mm -hmm. uh, because we know about that now. And um, it also might come from the idea that babies often have a milky breath from feeding and cats might smell it and be tempted by it yeah so they're like hovering around uh (laughs) researchers have noted that cat caused infant deaths are highly uncommon (laughs) but they have happened then (laughs) yeah Uh, 
And if a cat did smother a baby, it likely wouldn't be on purpose. Yeah, and it probably wanted it anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Disturbing. That was um, dark, but also humorous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were good. I like those. Yeah. So, so because I knew those was really short, um, I decided to do something a bit different also. So I've got a little game for you. Oh. So I'm going to do... Uh, I'm going to give you a superstition and I'm going to ask what you think will happen if you do it. So, for example, I'm going to say if you break a mirror and you will say seven years bad luck. luck. There you go. So it's really short, but I just thought it would be fun. Yeah, let's do it. More cats. If a cat sneezes three times indoors. Take it to the vets. (laughs) (laughs) It might be summertime. Your cat might have hay fever. Um, it, it will rain in 24 hours. Oh. I just loved how specific all of that was. Yeah. Rhea, you've got a cat. Is that true? Uh, she just shits everywhere. <laughs> oh, wow. What does that mean? Does for that the mean? Weather? It means it pisses me off. <laughs> oh, okay. oh. It means I have to be careful where I step. <laughs> oh, segue. What happens if you step on your shadow? Uh oh! Does it mean you die? You've probably Let... lost a limb because I don't think you can step on your own shadow. Um, but actually, it means it will bring you good luck. Oh, so your some your foot's fallen off, but good luck. <laughs> Real looks yeah. confused. Yeah, no, that's that's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> she's unhappy about it. She's not, <laughs> not pleased with that outcome. <laughs> Um, Nat had heard of this one. So, what if your right hand itches? Use the left. Having a wank. <laughs> oh wait, hang on. What's the one? It, it, it means someone's gonna. You're gonna come into money. Yes, you will earn money. It doesn't Ooh. mean having a wank. <laughs> <laughs> what about if your left hand itches? <laughs> Rhea's like then you probably have picked up a venereal disease go get it checked out Uh, left hand does that mean you owe somebody money you will lose money Um, or if you're Rhea it just means you're masturbating (laughs) again right hand Uh, left hand (laughs) so what happens if you dream about a dog nice little dream nice little doggy uh you will die you will have a lot of enemies oh Oh. okay that's that's less comforting yes and uh just to ramp things up what happens if you sleep with your feet towards the door uh you will die (laughs) is that just our answer (laughs) you'll get a draft in your toes (laughs) more more ominous oh okay I mean, drafty like, toes is awful. I don't know, because, like, if your feet are towards the door, it's, like, it's bad because that's how you take dead people out of the house, is feet first. Oh, in yeah. Victorian times, Please? yes. <laughs> when are you <laughs> taking dead people out of the house, Rhea? Oh, my God. Like, you guys don't even know. Are you even doing it right? <laughs> I don't. I, that's just, it's just what people said, man. Everyone knows. It's what I said. It was in my um thing, yeah. my Victorian yeah. thing. So yeah, we're yeah. learning. This podcast isn't a total waste of time because 
occasionally Bria remembers something. No, I mean, I knew it before. Okay. I've learned (laughs) too. I know that Mexico is not in Brazil. Mm. (laughs) 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 Um, So what happens if you sleep with your feet towards the door? A night walker will steal your soul. Oh. Oh, is that? Well, I think that's a less worse outcome than drafty toes, if I'm perfectly honest with you. What's a night walker? Don't know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it just someone who gets up in the night? Like, is it's it like just your, someone, is, someone got up to go to the loo and, yeah. and they notice that your feet are near the door? So they're just like, right, have your soul away. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually just your your um, parents-in-law who were just staying over and oh, someone no. just wanted a glass of water. Oh. And instead they ended up with yourself. <laughs> Could I have it back, please? <laughs> Do you not sleep with your... Like, I sleep with my feet towards the door. Like, not actually pointed at the door, but... Yeah. Because the door's on the other wall, but... You yeah, wouldn't put, like, you head... wouldn't have your head near the door. That's crazy. Well, it depends how your room's set out, really. Uh, no, that's still crazy. What if intruders came in the door? Do you want them to greet your head first? No. You want them to greet your feet first? Oh, because you're going to kick them. Yeah. Because they're going to come in and say, oh, hello, feet. Yeah, exactly. And that's going to give you time to make up a plan and get away. Good 1am to you. Um. So that was the end of my quiz. Woo! We uh, enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah are, I like that a lot. To to finish, I have some honourable mentions Um. I don't know why I called them honor- honourable mentions. I just thought they were funny. Okay. So one I found was don't chase anyone with a broom. I Is that because yeah. they'll pull you a witch? <laughs> it didn't specify what else happened. It just very ominously said don't chase anyone with a broom. I think that's more because uh, you you get done for harassment. And if you actually catch them with the broom and you've hit them, you, you, you're going away for battery. I thought it meant don't chase anyone who's carrying a broom. Oh. Oh, I thought it meant with the broom. Because they yeah. can turn around and I hit thought, you with the broom. I thought literally, like, don't chase them with your broom in hand, going to fuck them up. <laughs> I mean, I'd hope that would be a kind of given, but with Rhea, who knows? I mean, well. just, just I'll do as I'm told, but just make it clear what I'm supposed to do and not supposed to do. <laughs> Jesus. Um. My second honourable mention, carrying a hoe into the house is bad luck. Not in my experience. (laughs) And finally, stuff fennel into your keyhole to protect against witches. That sounds rude. Uh, Yeah, it sounded like a big euphemism. (laughs) I wonder why I put it on the honourable mentions list. (laughs) (laughs) Is it because I'm a seven-year-old child? Uh, Are you? You shouldn't be swearing. <laughs> or up this late. <laughs> it's like it's seven thirty, Bob's. Isn't that late for seven year olds? Uh medium. Oh, okay. Well you've got nearly, twenty more minutes to nearly her bedtime. Medium. She should probably have her bath first. Okay. Right. And then that's you can it. read a book for a bit. Yeah. That's, thanks. I've that that was my book. It's finished. And who's next? I think it's me. Um, let me put down my quilling, which is the worst. Um, <laughs> not a, I'm not a fan. A time with quilling, so no, I am not enjoying it. So I 
as I said at the start of the podcast, massively cheated with this because I had the same issue that you did, Nina. I was coming across like really interesting little stories, but they're just like tidbits, aren't they? They're not, I could, there was nothing I could kind of get my teeth into. So I decided to rearrange the words and therefore, instead of telling you an old wife's tale, I'm going to tell you the tale of an old wife. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) And because it's me, it's going to be a tale of murder and intrigue. Uh, Spoilers. Yeah, sorry. Um, So so you do know how to um, use a spoiler tag, Ria. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Bruce Willis was a ghost all along. (gasps) Spoilers. I love that film. That film's amazing. Um, Okay, we ready? Yeah. Born ready. So, it's August 2003. Audrey Hinkston and her husband Eric live in the village of Plimpton in Plymouth. So they had married in 1985 and it was the second marriage for both of them. Um, so at this point, so in 2003, she was 81 and Eric was 83. They lived in the flat above a butcher's shop that was run by Mr. Hinkston's son, James. Uh, he, Eric had also been um, a butcher as well, sort of prior to his retirement. Uh, they'd been a really sociable and outgoing couple, were kind of loved by a lot of people and had a really large group of friends. But all of that ended in 1999 because um, Eric Hinkston, uh, who had been, I don't know why I put this in, but I feel we should let you know. He was a former special operations pilot who flew against, uh, who flew agents behind enemy lines during World War II. He would have ate his carrots. Yeah, so many carrots so that he could see all the way behind the enemy lines at night. Yeah, yeah but he had heart problems and asthma and his health had deteriorated quite significantly. He was waiting for an operation for prostate issues um, and Audrey was quite heavily depressed. You know, her life had changed quite a lot. Um, you know, they, they'd not been able to go out and obviously she was looking after her husband who was really poorly. Audrey um, wanted to fucking party. And she was like, I'm ready for fun. But in the early hours of um, August 28th, Audrey called for an ambulance saying, we've been attacked and my husband is on the floor. Please come quickly. I think he's dead. When the police arrived, the flat was in disarray and they did indeed find Eric, did indeed find Eric lying on the floor of the bedroom. Um, she reported to them that two men had come into the flat, had robbed the house and her husband had basically tried to you know kind of confront them Audrey Um, girl you full of shit yeah and oh just you wait um and that they'd stabbed him before he before escaping through the window and she was able to describe them very specifically um as two local men in terms of the event itself uh that wasn't her description by the way (laughs) it wasn't like yeah it it was two local men men. yeah (laughs) <laughs> no, she gave specific descriptions of people local in uh, to the town. Were they from a local shop? <laughs> yes, we only like local here. Um, a man who was delivering vegetables on their street at the time of the murders said he heard a moaning and groaning noise, which was Mr. Hingston breathing his last, which is oh. quite sad. Um, he passed away because it was a seven-inch knife wound to his chest, which caused his lung to collapse. Oh, so this is quite a small village and obviously it's really shaken the local community. They were a popular couple, you know, they doted on one another and they had lots of friends and overall the village was kind of really upset that this had happened. So there was a big sort of appeal searches going on this, that and the other. Um, she actually appeared on um, 
you know, on the on the news making a public appeal in the September. And she said, two men came into my home and ruined my life. My husband, Eric, did not deserve this. As a frail man, any resistance he put up could easily have been overcome by these two young men. The police were able to track these two men down that um, Hingson had provided this really accurate description of. And they were traced by these detectives, but they actually managed to escape sort of arrest or, or being charged because they had cast iron alibis. There was no way that they could have committed this crime. Mm. But the police were a bit confused because her description of them had been incredibly accurate. Like, you know, she, she knew who these two men were. Um, well, they were local. They were local men. But this wasn't the only thing that had started to kind of not make sense. So what they thought initially was, you know, they were dealing with a burglary gone wrong. But actually, forensic evidence started to kind of not really add up to Audrey's versions of events. Audrey. Uh, Yeah. So. This would have been shocking if you hadn't told us it was about an old wife and murder. Yeah, I mean, I totally gave it away. But, you know, that's cool. (laughs) It's still interesting. Just wait for it. Um, it's just, it's her excuse that's coming up that is ooh, gold. So at this point, basically, you know, her story starts to fall apart. Um, and she states that she had, in fact, lied. What Audrey said happened was that her husband, Eric, had actually taken his own life. And she was so upset and kind of embarrassed by this that she had staged the robbery. So she what? spent He stabbed hours. himself in his lung. So after he stabbed himself, she then spent a couple of hours ransacking the flat, um, staging the burglary before calling an ambulance. And she did this by kind of putting some of her jewellery into a black bin liner, disturbed some drawers, placed a ladder outside of the window. There was some different information, depending on the articles that you looked at. Um, So one of them said that the knife that was used was actually found by police in the cutlery drawer which I thought was pretty dark. I also loved the fact that at first my brain didn't understand about uh, obviously doing it afterwards. I was like, how did she say he committed suicide? Like he stabbed himself, popped downstairs, cleaned the knife, popped it back in the drawer, then went upstairs and passed away. Um, but realised obviously she would have put it away. But yeah, so they think they found the um, murder weapon there. So they took her into custody because they were like, Audrey, this is some horseshit. <laughs> her son was a former detective and he came to see her and was kind of like, mum, you know, what is going on? At which point she confessed to the killing. She said, okay, I killed him. I'd had enough. I could not take any more of his illness and having to care for him. So what had actually happened, she waited for her husband to go to bed. So he took himself off upstairs and she slept on the sofa. And then at 1.45 a.m., she took a knife. She stabbed him. She then ransacked the house for two hours and then finally made the call to the ambulance with her two robbers stories. Um, She went to Plymouth Crown Court um, denying murder. So she pled to uh, being guilty of manslaughter on diminished grounds of responsibility. Um, This slightly annoyed me as I'm sure it did her family, but she basically used the kind of the mental health card saying Mm. that having to care for her husband was so, you know, terrible, Um, which don't get me wrong. You know, the role of a carer is incredibly difficult. Um, Never going to be an excuse for stabbing them in the chest, though. Uh, So (laughs) it was Justice, Mrs. Justice Hallett, uh, who said it was a sad day that a woman of her age and background, which, by the way, 81 Stabbing people, yeah. like, took up murdering age 81. <laughs> yeah. Uh, try something new every day. 
Yeah, um, but it said it was a sad day that a woman of her, of her age and background was in the dock having confessed to killing her husband and covering her tracks in a calculated and convincing way. Was it convincing? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think if she'd not been, uh, t- to sound stereotypically rude, but, you know, like a little old dear, she would not have been, that just wouldn't have got the same the same response. Do you know what I mean? If yeah. it's yeah. younger, there's always that immediately, like, did the spouse do it? Yeah. Um, it's always... Yeah fucking spouse so yeah the, so the judge was like it you know and it was wicked to give descriptions of two local men she knew who she'd actually seen outside at lunch so she had been kind of calculating and planning this murder for a while yeah, that's mm. premeditation yeah took their description and was like that's what i'm going to be using um and the judge went on to say that it was also wicked to then suggest that he'd taken his own life you know that that was really unfair to do she accepted that hingston was ill and under the kind of pressure none of us would wish to wish to bear Mm. uh, but said i'm satisfied that the killing of your husband must be marked by a prison sentence i feel i have no alternative how long do you think she was given oh god like two years Exactly two years, Nina. Fuck yeah! Which but also, again, boo. Yeah, which again, though, like, can you imagine if they were a younger couple? Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's not. Or okay. if the genders were reversed, absolutely. Um, so his family expressed their disappointment with the verdict and the sentence, which is completely understandable. Um, yeah. One quote was. If she can do that kind of thing totally unprovoked, what's she's uh, sorry, yeah, totally unprovoked, what's she going to do when she is provoked? She's kind of fair. And then his daughter said, I feel anger, disappointment, and betrayal. If someone kills someone, they should pay the price. We believe she should have got at least five years. If yeah. she was a younger person, she would have got a longer sentence. We have yeah. to accept it, but it's destroyed my faith in the justice system. Mm. Um, not only that, though, her little lie told cost the police £160,000 investigating the false claim. They also had to go round the local village, basically comforting the community who were completely wracked by what had happened. So they were going into schools to let the children know that things were, you know, they didn't need to be scared, that, you know, it was was kind of still safe in the the village. So it caused, there were massive ramifications besides, obviously, the the very sad loss of Eric. Mm. But I just, I found this case really interesting because i just felt that she she kind of got away with it if that makes sense i believe she only served one year of her sentence and then was let out um but she also passed away um of an illness i believe in 2004 who did she have caring for her well i yeah i don't know i hope they didn't get tired of it (laughs) because they wanted to go out and party um but yeah, so that is my tale of an old wife. <laughs> Not quite an old wife tale, but you know. How long were they married for? So they got married in 1985. And then it was 1999 when he started to become ill. So they had 15 years of things okay. being fine. Um, it was oh. both their second marriages. So they were... They knew what they were getting into. Yeah, it seemed to me though that they'd... And again, this is me make kind of conjecture, reading between all the different kind of articles. But it seemed to me like, you know, they'd kind of got together as companionship, you know, that that they wanted someone to go out with, socialise with, have fun with, um, and that that's what they enjoyed doing. So obviously, when his situation has changed, it'll be sad for him as well, not just for her. He probably missed it too. Yeah. 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 Missed not feeling like shit all the time. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. But so that is my story. It's sad. That's a good one. <laughs> the <Audrey>. end. <laughs> yeah, she was, uh, she was a bit of a shit, huh? She was a shit. And I just think it's very cruel to, um, to Eric. And I, I just, I honestly, sorry, I know I've said it, like banging on about it, but it really upset me because I felt like the justice system did not reflect the importance of his, of his life. You know, the fact that his life was just taken from him. Yeah. Um, appreciate that she was not happy. Lots not, of other options. Yeah, yeah, lots of other options. So and many know, other options. With, dealing with people who are depressed all the time. The people, they often hurt themselves, not other people. That yeah. sounds yeah. like a generalisation. Probably is. I think that is more, um, it is much more likely that someone's going to hurt themselves than someone else, though. Yep. It's part of true the... mental health, I believe. Uh, All right, go on, Ria. You tell us the story. Okay, so uh, yeah, I struggled as well. So I just collected a bunch of old wives' tales to do with bed and sleeping. Ooh. What? Why? Uh, because <laughs> Ria I can't sleep. sleep. <laughs> I, I'd like to sleep. Can I fucking sleep, please? <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to keep looking at my phone well into three in the morning. Um, <laughs> That might be part of the the struggles that I had with old wives' tales was what makes things an old wives' tale as opposed to just a superstition, and I think I think it's a perceived wisdom because there's superstition which is like oh you know don't cross a a black cat's path or what have you, Mm. but like I think perceived wisdom is more things like hair of the dog or things like health and stuff like that. Things that you think are true. Uh, But then at some point, maybe someone did think, don't uh, don't let a black cat cross your path and don't step on a crack because it'll break your mother's back. So that was was where I was constantly oscillating back and forth over are old wives' tales just superstition or are they more things to do with health or are they possibly and there were some interpretations uh, of things that were more specifically about the milestones of women's lives so like birth you know uh, marriage basically all the things that I guess end up being more like the women's work so we have that closer association with death and stuff like that so did you um maybe just look up the definition of old wives tales well I did so it's 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 perceived with uh, well uh, there's different places with different definitions there's dictionary yeah what does Webster say uh, well, okay. So it was a widely held traditional belief that is now thought to be unscientific or incorrect. But then there were books I read that kind of interpret it as sort of like uh, medicine women or like witches and how people used to go to the wise woman uh, in the village. And then slowly over time, that sort of uh, fell by the wayside as women's work and medicine was perceived as wrong and bad and all those things. And then male sort of centric scientific medicine kind of replaced that and then sort of perceived wisdoms of the past kind of uh, came to be mocked as, you know, oh, that's just an old wives tale. So I think you might be taking it slightly too seriously. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Bothwell didn't even do an old old wives' tale. Listen, 
this is just Brazil. There are so many like essays and books on this topic, but whilst some of them are literally just lists of superstitions, some of them are specifically about the position of women in society and that kind of uh, degrading things that we associate with the feminine. And it was just kind of hard to find a place in the middle. So I thought, fuck that. I will just collect things to do with bed and sleeping because I like bed and I wish I could sleep. So, yes. So, uh, but before I start talking about bedtime ones, I just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, one that I honestly think is true, but everyone else has argued that it fucking isn't. So you have to wait an hour after eating before going swimming. No, that is true. Bollocks. It's fucking true. I have. I bathed on the side of a pool. Me too. Yes. Yes. A whole roast dinner was not oh, good. I, blackberries. Obviously, don't go swimming after you've had an entire roast dinner. Yeah, I, I puked everywhere. Went swimming. Yeah, but you've got and such I a crazy stomach. Purple. Your stomach's like you put sugar in me. I hate you. You put vegetables. I hate you. You put anything else in me. I hate you. No, it likes vegetables. Um, sugar, sometimes. sugar does get mad at me about, uh, and then sometimes, sometimes wheat things if I like exercise too soon. But anyway, I have thrown up, uh, when I've eaten within an hour of swimming. What's that? So if you, when you've eaten a wheat thing within and then exercised, is that it what you? Yeah, I've not thrown up <laughs> after exercising, though I have felt like it. But no, um. <laughs> So that's that's what I'm saying. I I have thrown up after uh, eating an hour before swimming, and I don't do that anymore. So- I swam a lot when I was a kid, and I ate a lot when I was a kid, and I was never told to do that, and it never bothered me. Well, then maybe it's psychosomatic. I don't fucking know. But maybe now I've got I- digestive problems. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was another one that I thought was quite funny. Uh, so tying a knot in a handkerchief to remember something signifies a very ancient belief that the knot was a charm against evil. Oh. So the idea is any demon nearby will be so intrigued by the shape that all thoughts of interfering with you will go from its head. Interfering with you? Yeah, demons obviously just want to interfere with you. Um, in all senses, uh, and oh. apparently a knotted handkerchief will just confuse them so much that they'll go, uh, no, I can't, what? What is this? What, why have they done it? What is that all about? So, <laughs> Well, that sounds true to me. It also sounds true to me. So I will be knotting a handkerchief uh, to ward off demons for the rest of my life. So now, without further ado, bed and sleep. And then and then you know what? I'm gonna supplement this with a little tale of of when I lived in Goozy at the end of all these bed and sleep superstitions. So I looked at a book called Black Cats and Evil Eyes. Um, and it said a bed changed on a Friday will bring bad dreams. So Fridays and Sundays are inauspicious days. Fridays are particularly unlucky because Jesus Christ was apparently crucified on a Friday. Um, And then Friday the 13th is like 
triply unlucky. So just basically try not to do anything on a Friday. Don't harvest. Don't do work. Don't don't let boats set sail because uh, any task that you start on a Friday is going to bring misfortune. But in particular, changing a bed will bring you bad dreams. Also, don't turn the bed on Friday uh, because that will be an omen of death. What if you turn your bed so that your feet are no longer facing the door? Uh, yeah, that might that might be better, but don't do it on a Friday, Bobs. You might just have to risk sleeping with your feet towards the door on the Friday and then just start a new job on the Saturday. Okay. But do you want your soul? Well, that's what I was, you know, how do you well, create I mean, that I priority? I do, but, you know, I, I also don't want death, so... Uh... Yeah, it's tricky. Yeah, it's it's hard. So don't sleep in moonlight because that will cause moon blindness, which I think means going mad. So make sure that you draw the curtains fully at night when the moon is full because you don't want that pesky moonlight getting on you and turning you into a lunatic, which uh, oh. means struck. Luna. Yeah, Luna. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it is also considered uh, dangerous to look at moonlight in a mirror. So that's another reason why you shouldn't have a mirror at the bottom of your bed um, in feng shui. Because if you you don't want to see anything in the mirror at night in your bed. That's it, true. It's not, it's not good. If you've got the mirror in the room uh, where someone died and then you look at that mirror you will probably and you haven't covered that mirror after someone recently died you will see them behind you that's so, like the victorian stuff that nina was talking about yeah, yeah so yeah this is this is like a conglomeration of stuff but yeah also moonlight bad don't look at it uh especially so pretty i know don't sleep in it though because oh bad uh <laughs> too late <laughs> But yeah, the waxing and waning of the moon is also uh, thought to bring on changes in behaviour. But that's irrelevant to bedtime. So (laughs) next, if you've just got married, and this is really important for you, Bobs, as you're getting married soon. um, If you want to ensure the fidelity of your partner, you need to sew a swan feather into their pillow. Creepy. Yeah. Can, so can this, I just trust her instead? You need to get that swan feather okay, and, okay. and probably have that like battle with the feisty swan uh, to get <laughs> sure. the feather. So you, re- you recommend a, a swan feather from a live swan? <laughs> oh my God, are you going to fucking kill one? I, I, or just I, find one? I found a swan feather before. Oh, did you? Was it not a goose feather? How did you know unless you took it directly from the swan? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> swans freak me out quite a lot. I'd, I'd rather just yeah. leave them alone. I am uh, scared of swans. They are a bit violent. Uh, I have actually, they've eaten from my hand before, but I was terrified. I'll break um, your arm. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. That's uh, an old wife tale. Oh, is it? I don't know. It's just, I can't remember what I heard it on, but it was like, why do all British people, as soon as you say, talk about a swan, everyone's response is, a swan will break your arm. And there's no explanation. There's no proof. Everyone just wholeheartedly believes that in Britain for some reason. Oh, that's incredible. I didn't, I didn't know that. That's, uh, you learn something new every day. It was a thread of things I wish I knew before I moved to Britain from Canada or America. 
Oh, that's and, and it was like, don't question people if they say that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it'll end up with this weird discombobulated feeling in their head and they'll hate you. No. Yeah. Swans but break it, arms. Jesus. It will. It will. I don't know why, but it will. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, swans are a symbol of fidelity because they are said to mate for life. I don't know. I've not checked. I'm not a fucking like swan watcher. I I don't know. <laughs> swan watcher. <laughs> that's so much like someone who's like romantically into swans <laughs> fucking swan watcher <laughs> i think it's like something that you have on like bbc2 yeah swan watch do you think like welcome to swan watch 2021 yeah but i'm not gonna watch it because i'm not one of those uh so uh sure. if to to follow on with putting things uh, near or under your pillow if you're afraid of being bewitched oh this is a good one put a knife under your pillow to keep witches away yeah but also anyone who knows that you've got a fucking knife <laughs> under your pillow yeah the second stage of that is tell the person you think is going to bewitch you that there is a knife under your pillow <laughs> also, and they'll be like this- i'll leave you alone I bet this led to the tale of the many people who accidentally stabbed themselves in the ear. Yeah. <laughs> as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, but it's lucky, you know. Uh, you're not bewitched, but you, you don't have an earlobe anymore. Um, <laughs> so, but also, uh, sleep with a posy of flowers under your bed to dream of your future husband, which would be super relevant um, for... For all of us. Yeah. <laughs> For you who doesn't want to get married and for us who are not marrying men. Yeah. So anyway, there we go. Um, but do do get that swan feather, Bob's. It'll, sure. uh, put It'll you break in. your arm. Set you right. <laughs> <laughs> break that Thanks. thing. Okay. Uh, so so to, to follow on, uh, placing objects in the bed. Um, so there's old wives tale that claimed that insomnia can be cured by keeping garlic in your shoes placed close to the bed or even under it putting an onion under your pillow is supposed to stop you sleepwalking and if you such a good one if you suffer from insomnia put a fork under your pillow (laughs) what that will help you drift off calmly to sleep (laughs) like like, i'm not gonna do that like (laughs) Oh my god! Um, so, guys, jabbing in the neck. This next one's going to be super relevant to you, uh, probably. So, if you've got uh, serious night sweats, bung a potato under your bed. <laughs> Not What's up that going to do? I look. Maybe it absorbs the sweat. Um, when you said bung, I did think you were going to say hole. Up, up the bum. <laughs> bung a potato up your up your ass. Yeah. And then you won't get night sweats. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that sounds more likely to work than putting it under <laughs> your bed. Does it? At least it's coming into contact with your body. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, I, yeah, obviously, coming into contact with your body is the most important part of this. And then, yeah, a knife under the mattress will cut through back pain. <laughs> I mean, yes. literally yes yep and uh if you don't want bed bugs like that sentence suggests that some people want them if you don't want bed bugs like unlike most of us (laughs) who think they're great yeah change the sheets 
only when there's a dark moon. Oh, I honestly thought you were just going to stop at change the sheet. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Oh, that's so gross. Um, okay. And then buying a slice. No, sorry. Not buying. Bunging a slice of cake under your pillow has long been regarded. <laughs> I want you to buy a slice of cake from under your pillow. <laughs> I thought the, the, when you said bunging, stop saying bunging. It sounded like bumming. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm Bumming quoting. a slice of cake under your pillow. Sorry. And also, I forgot to mention it's wedding cake. So place, that's better, place a slice of wedding cake under your pillow uh, to sweeten your dreams and enhance your luck in general. Or if you get hungry in the night. I was going to yeah. say, who's having wedding cake and not eating it? Who's putting cake in their fucking bed? <laughs> like... Unlucky people who need some help. It's going to be so sticky. That's just, oh. Um, But yes. And then uh, obviously uh, don't get out of the left side of bed in the morning because, you know, it will be the wrong side and and you'll have uh, a rubbish day. What Uh, if you sleep on the left side of the bed? You have to climb over. Climb over your partner. They're not getting up because they're not going to work today. But you need to climb over them. Yes. I insist. Please always climb over your partner when exiting bed unless they sleep on the left-hand side. (laughs) Tips for domestic bliss. I'm on the (laughs) right-hand side. Which side are you guys on? Uh, Right. I'm always on what side is closest to the door. Yeah, me too. So I can escape at any moment. There. I think it's Will. <laughs> it's it's just so I can get up and pee in the middle of the night. Yeah. I think Without climbing over my partner. From, uh, uh, from, from intruders. Night stalkers. Yeah, night, night stalkers. Walkers. Like, night walkers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Night stalkers dog. were like Richard Ramirez. <laughs> yeah. Oh. They'll, get, they'll get Rhea first, is the idea, I think. Right. Um, well, that's, what we all, that's what we're all hoping for. <laughs> so, yeah, feet shouldn't face the door. In feng shui, um, it, it's to avoid your spirit leaving your body, or, or as Nina said, stolen. your soul getting stolen. Uh, don't. Uh, this is really important, guys. If you've got um, a pregnant woman, uh, pregnant women, <laughs> a pregnant women, <laughs> basically, don't give pregnant women sharp things or leave sharp things anywhere near the bed of a pregnant woman. It'll lead to birth defects. Um, however, daggers are fine since they protect the mother and fetus from evil spirits. Uh, d- daggers aren't sharp things. Listen, it it it, it, it doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so oh yeah, this one's a good one. So there is a superstition of mothers. Uh, basically telling their children that they have to make their beds in the morning because if they leave the body impression just there in the bed, the devil will come back, lie in their body depression in the bed and wait for them to return. Oh. Yeah, so make your bed, guys. That would have made me make my bed. Yeah. Do you not Uh, find that quite comical? What if he, like, sneaks in there at 10am? Kid's not going into bed for another, like, 15 hours. Devil's just like... (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> well 
yeah, I, I'd probably find it less comical upon finding him there. I'd be like, oh shit, uh, that I'm trying to go to bed. Yeah, could you could you move? Please, <laughs> I need I need my sleep. Yeah, quite uncomfortable laying directly on top of you. <laughs> oh, uh, it's oh. it's that it's that time with the devil. Um, <laughs> no sleep for me. Okay, so from Italy, <laughs> there is uh, a super t- a super ah oh, for fuck's sake superstition superstition <laughs> superstition no um don't leave your hat on your bed okay so uh if you leave your hat on your bed evil spirits that reside in the hair will go onto the bed and transfer into the house and the people in it so it seems like uh, leaving your hat on your bed will kind of release your hair spirits to the rest of the house what, if what about your hair my hair in my hat <laughs> i look i've i don't know it's very yeah, is it one of those hats that's got the hair so like attached to it yeah maybe <laughs> in which case it definitely has evil spirits <laughs> yeah in which case you just need to put that straight in the bin just in the bin that uh, it also says that uh placing a hat on a bed might stop a man from getting married so uh yeah if you're concerned and and you're a man don't put your hat on the bed and and you will get married and it will be fine uh if you're a man and you're concerned pick your fucking socks up not the hat <laughs> on the bed the socks and undies on the floor <laughs> oh, oh, oh 2000 oh, everybody <laughs> uh, take my wife socks, please <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least uh, if you share a bed with a young person, oh. uh, you will basically get arrested. Get... <laughs> <laughs> you will get their vitality. Their oh, vitality God. will be transferred into you. Oh, that's so Michael Jackson. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the hope is obviously that you absorb their youth and they end up taking your age. the hope? <laughs> So, that's horrible. Yeah, it is horrible. So yeah, that's about it. Uh, so I thought I would finish very quickly with uh, when I lived in Guzi, uh, I used my room was towards the back of the house, and um, my bed was along the sort of back wall with my feet facing towards the window, so I could look out of my bed. Uh, into the back garden which backed onto two fields and uh, and then a church and um, sometimes at night I used to see a light over at the church and I would hear the bells which was interesting because there hadn't been any bells in that church for around 30 years oh yeah so I just thought which is why I kind of looked at superstitions about bed, because I wondered if there was anything linked to having your feet near the window, but I couldn't find anything like that. So, or yeah. like hearing bells at night. Yeah, I wondered if that was mainly tinnitus. Uh, but, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I had an active imagination. Um... <laughs> you killed Nina. <laughs> 
creepy ghost story <laughs> or tinnitus <laughs> audio disorder <laughs> but like it just made me think of uh when i was young and and that whole idea i don't know if you guys were ever told uh, or ever heard this but like hold your breath whilst passing a graveyard and also the idea that spirits can't oh pass i have heard of that one. yeah yeah spirits can't pass over um running water so there was a little stream around the church that that I could see over to so I was always like well I'm sure they won't get me um I'm sure this tinnitus won't get me yeah so so yeah (laughs) how old were you when you lived there um I lived in Guzi until I was so I moved there when I was about seven and I lived there until I was about 17. Also where is Guzi and what is it? Guzi is a small hamlet in Oxfordshire. Oh, near oh I thought it was in Africa. Sorry, I thought we were talking no. about when you lived over there. No. It doesn't sound like a very Oxford name. No, uh, yeah, so it's um so it it's an older name. So the EY at the end means island. The EY uh, at the end of this word that you we don't know how to spell. Oh, cool. sorry, Goosey. Uh, G-O-O-S-E-Y. Oh, um, like Goosey. Yeah. Like, that sounds goosey. like Oxfordshire. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, I like how Nina went all Daily Mail. Uh, that doesn't sound very Oxfordshire. Thank you. <laughs> so it's Goose Island, and there used to be a monastery there where they kept geese. Goose Island? Yeah, because it was like a lot of Oxfordshire was marshland. So a lot of the villages in Oxfordshire end with that E-Y because it means island. Huh. Well, there you go. And that's the that's the end of uh, of my bedtime tales. <laughs> TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I like um, rapid fire things that I can take the piss out of. <laughs> <laughs> Bothwell didn't like it, apparently. No, Bothwell hated it, but you so know. You guys keep... You guys keep freezing for me, and I um, don't know oh. if it's happening on the recording. Oh, shit. How are uh, your artworks, guys? Uh, so listen, listen, my artwork is mainly a pile of curled paper. Cool. Uh, and um, I've not glued anything down, and I haven't got very far. I mean, I sort of, I didn't give up, but <laughs> I... <laughs> point where the quilling was enough but I ceased at a certain point yes okay so I I'll just I'll share what I've got so far I've put mine on the Facebook mine is um it's not glued down and it's not finished but it is a carrot oh is it brown um it's (laughs) the closest to orange that I have okay it's sort of brownie orange I like yours though. I wish I like, it wasn't yeah. under the Elmo gift that I'd sent you of sitting on the toilet. <laughs> it's just really, really unfortunate cool. placement. I love that gift. It's adorable. Yeah. I like your um, blue rinse. Oh. <laughs> she came out a bit more Mrs. Doubtfire than. Um, I just, but... I just made a little pillow. Anyway, it's fine. Well, I made a little purple rinse and some jumper. Yeah. No, I love it. <sighs> Oh, you really did just make a little pillow, didn't you? I made a pillow, yeah. <laughs> I absolutely made a pillow. Well, I no longer feel bad about my carrot. Your carrot's great. You shouldn't feel bad about that you at all. You shouldn't feel bad about it at all. 
It's just the positioning under the GIF that makes it <laughs> a little turdesque, but it's not. <laughs> turdesque, what a word. So we need sock hat, bag hat, bag sock, hat oh, bag. We're not doing sock hat this week because next week is April Fool's Day. Or is Ooh. it? Oh. No, it so is. It... <laughs> good, <laughs> good one. You're, you're a riot on April Fool's Day. Bet Will loves it. Uh, I, 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 I'm not. I, I, I'm. I don't do anything. I was going to say I can't see you being into pranks, Ria. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Rhea hates happiness and fun. Yeah, no, that's that's my uh, raison d'etre. I don't really like pranks, though. Pranks are really fun, are they? They're mostly mean. Yeah. My mum used to always do this one where she'd get the top of the, like, green bit off the top of a tomato and put it in the sink so you'd think there was a spider in the sink. That That is hilarious. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, pants. <laughs> <laughs> right. I've sent a picture of all the quills I made, though. You even have coloured card and you've given us a pillow. There's like <laughs> four things in that. <laughs> you've made I so many. You art, yeah. You just got into quilling and then couldn't stop. I kind of did. You, I, were you just enjoying curling up the bits of paper too I much? I really was. I really enjoyed quilling. I've liked it. Yeah, actually, not going to lie, I got more into it as we went along. I think if I had the proper quilling equipment, that would be great. What is the proper quilling? Basically, pre, pre-cut and coloured pieces of paper. Okay, fair. <laughs> because I'm lazy, yo. Okay, so just to check, we're going to be doing April 1st topic. We, yeah. We, yeah, general what? April Foolsy things. Okay. Do what you want. I always do. And what are we going to craft? Um, wait, Nina, you had an idea, didn't you, about like uh, surprise crafts? Oh, yeah. So we could just do surprise crafts. We all pick one that we want to do and then we do it. And and it's a surprise for each other. Ooh. Yeah. Which would fit into... Q, Rhea doing something brilliant and Nina and Alex doing something with pens. No, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Really? That sounds exactly like what we do. Don't think so. Uh, I mean, we we see where quilling got me. I I just was like, it's like curling the paper. It's so fun. Is Ria's craft going to be curling a big box of paper? Yeah, it's just going to be, and then I'll post them to you. So, yeah, uh, guys, uh, our audience, um, we, we, uh, we, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> we're we so good at talking if, if you would like subscribe if and... you could comment about how good we are at talking yeah and like speaking and pronunciation and how great our words are well considered all our words are and and our research is really thorough the wit and, the and charm the, and that we're just generally very intelligent, uh, uh, well-spoken people <laughs> who you want to listen to. Guys, we just really want irony. to lie. Yeah, that please irony. just 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 lie and then pretend and, and keep pretending until you believe it. The irony of Rhea talking about <laughs> Rhea's sentence of intelligent, uh, well-spoken. <laughs> 
Look, we're just, we're just. Anyway, we're just people, guys. We're just people. Give us a fucking break. Like, subscribe, uh, tell your friends. Give well, us a please, review and a break. Please do review, and you can you can send us emails uh, and and tell us things. You can suggest <laughs> ideas. A very open invitation there. <laughs> nice things not i'm gonna say let's retract that um yeah give us ideas for other podcast topics and Um, what we should do with our lives and please don't have the suggestion be do more than a fucking pillow ria because i will (laughs) (laughs) and yeah spread the weird guys and and when you spread the weird too much spread it more I think Basically, that's enough begging now. Yeah, if you <laughs> if you enjoy it, it helps us if you share stuff. So please do if you enjoy it, and if you don't enjoy it, stop listening. Yeah, yeah, do that. Sources for each episode are in the episode descriptions. If you want to read more about what we did, episodes are released on Thursdays, and we've had a great time. I hope you have too. Thanks, Thanks for listening. For listening. <laughs> Bye, weirdos. Okay, love you. Bye. <laughs>